Hello and welcome to another episode of the Auto Trader Podcast. My name is Wendile Sishi. And I'm George Mee. And I almost lost my voice this weekend. You know why? I'm taking yes. Is your voice hiding? <laughs> no, no, it wasn't. It wasn't <laughs> hiding. Um, but it was running away. It was running away because of the, obviously, the Springboks. Um, they were playing and I was screaming. And then I was watching the UFC as well. And then I lost my voice. And then Silverstone happened. And my voice got even more damaged. So have to bear with me today. Who were you shouting for in F1? I was shouting for Hamilton. Oh. <laughs> he was like, like in the midfield. He was not okay, he was in the midfield, but I mean he finished third. He finished third. No, okay, fair enough. All right, take him I'll take my hat off to that. From like eighth position. I yeah, know, fair enough. It's a good performance. Yeah. Why would you want to take that away from me? Like I've I well, had nothing. I think it's I think it's the inexperience of Piastri. For sure. No, one hundred percent. Because um, I think those McLarens are faster than the Mercedes. Yeah, uh, um, I think they've they've done something there. Something no, they've really got good. some upgrades, and I think the McLarens, uh, not the McLarens, the the Aston, uh, Martins. the Aston Martins, have done some stuff that have taken them backwards, or they haven't done anything, and everyone else has gone forward. I think it's they've tried to do something new, mm. and, yeah. and it's stalled them. Yeah, um, okay. but obviously Red Bull still going crazy. Um, they broke a few records nobody's talking about, and I think it's, you know, just because they're winning, I think we should still hype the fact that they... Um, but yeah, Norris. I mean, Norris um, defend, defending Hamilton. That was no- cool. Norris. Mm. Norris. What did I say? You said Norris. That sounds like the same thing. <laughs> it's not. You said Nor- it's Norris. And Lando Norris. Na- Double Lando. R. Two consonants after a vowel Lando. turns the O into an O. Norris. Lan- Lando. Nando Norris. Nando. It's a Norris. You're not Norris. It's like a walrus. Norris. Well, Lando, he came P2 and I liked his defense against Hamilton. It was it's very, like, very impressive. It's like Hamilton. <laughs> My first language is really okay. Let me just put it out there. I've tried. But it was good. Right? I think it was the best rest of the season so far, in my opinion. Um, that and Baku. Okay. Um, they, they, okay. they gave me the most thrills. I, I I enjoyed Silverstone because there they just seemed to be a lot of passing and overtaking, a lot of challenging. Yeah. You know, if if it wasn't for the crash, and I must just say, he has to crash once this year, at least, <laughs> at least once he's got to crash. You have to change his name if he doesn't. Yeah, because uh, otherwise, the crashing is history. Yeah, no, for sure. I think I don't think he is going to. To be honest, I think one cleaner, and two, he just seems like someone. Cool. Someone's going to crash into him on the start somewhere. Yeah, and we thought Silverstone was going to be the place because the last three years we've had you know incidences there and it just didn't happen. This time. What what's the next what's the next track? Um, off the top of my head, I actually not too sure. Let's see. So we have the Hungarian the Hungarian GP next. Um, so a lot slower. Um, but you know, let's see what happens. I think. Um, yeah, I think the season's heating up finally. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, it's heating up. I mean, I think I think uh, McLaren's coming to the party. Uh, Aston Martin need to undo what they've done or do something. Um, um, you know, they they probably yeah. they're probably falling behind. I've just googled the ten most dangerous racetracks. Okay. Um, let's see what the t- oh sherbet. There we go. Problem problem on that website, obviously. Um, that's not going to help me. Which track is the most crashes in F one? Monaco. Oh, for sure. Thirty eight. Guess that for anybody would have guessed that one. Drivers crashed 38, number of races with crashes 11. Korea, Singapore, Azerbaijan. Yeah, I mean, Baku's always going to be there. Mm. Any street race, any street circuits, any circuit which is, is very narrow is going to have 
Yeah, it's going to have well. Yeah, for crashing has to crash once at least. Come on, keep up to the name. See what happens. Let's see what happens. But you know, yeah. so far so interesting. I think. It's what are we talking about today? So we're talking about how cars change the world. Um, a they lot did. of they did, um, and I think a lot of people don't actually realize just how impactful the advent of cars has been in changing not just transportation as a whole, but every single industry um, as we know it today. Mm. Um, and it's not even sometimes it's not even direct. Sometimes it's an indirect result. Well, I mean, one of, I think one of the big changes, let's, let's talk about vehicles rather than cars. Because yeah. trucks fit into vehicles. So, I mean, you can have a truck for a car if you like. But, but that's what I'm trying to say. I'm, I'm trying to double down on the fact that I think it's even cars. Well, no, I want to I I put, the, put the accolade on trucks for a second. Yeah. <clears throat> so if you think about before 1896 or even you know, early 1900s, because you know, trucks came along afterwards. Yeah. Um, in order for you to be a manufacturer or even raw materials, um, you know, producer, not raw, yeah. but, you know, if you're taking steel and, uh, or molten, molten steel and, you know, creating kind of steel thing, things out of it for like as raw material, um, in order for you to get that from one place to another, you would have to use the railroad. Yep. Trains right? were the only way, really. Yeah. Trains were the only way. But now, it's not the train I want to point out. It's you had to almost build your factory at um, a train a station. Ra- like a rail line. Yes. Exactly, yeah. You had to build it next to a railway line. Trucks have caused those factories to be able to be built anywhere mm. because you can truck mm. the – I mean, in South Africa, the railway doesn't work so well. So, you know, a truck goes everywhere. Yeah. But uh, but you would have to actually physically build your factory. In you were limited. It's basically opened up um, what you can <coughs> do, where you can do it, how you do it. Um, yeah. But you know that's why I was trying to say, I, I really take it even back to I think railway was absolutely revolutionary. Let's uh, like. Yeah, railway was. I mean, 100%. I mean that's but that's a long long time ago. But I don't think we'd have a scenario where we even have trucks and planes without the internal combustion engine in the, in the car. Because I think that's where a lot of the transportation industry plays around with new tech. Um, I mean, look at look at EVs. It started with cars, um, and be starting to see them being in planes, and you know, um, and I think it's because of cars and how how people utilize that technology that's kind of changed the game. Um, and yeah, so I think uh, I wanted to give a little bit of a halo and praise to to cars today and, and kind of walk through some of the things that uh, a lot of people don't really know. Well, I mean, look at this. <coughs> Rail ra- railways were introduced in England in the 17th century. Yeah. Um, 17th century. 17th like century? and then 1600 and something. That's like a, a 200 years of pure just rail. Yeah. Of, is the and only then, way. And well, everyone has to live on the rail. I mean, yeah, people have to get to work. And then horse and cart to get, you know, the last mile, the last as mile. I put it. Yeah. <coughs> to the, use the first Ubers. first ubers 17th century so then you know it takes um it takes 200 years 200 years 200 years before the automobile Mm. i think the first car carl benz 18 like 1880 or something Mm. uh was the very first car i mean that was not even 1876 and then uh and then less than a well, yeah, less less than a hundred years. No, until about when? about until until the advent of the car. So, so yeah, less than two hundred years, hundred and ninety or something. I think a lot less than that. I think if if 
if the first car was 1880 and then obviously the production line started, well, Henry Ford revolutionized exactly, well, accessibility to cars. No, my point is, is, is like 200 years railway to car. Oh, yes, right? yes 100%. Then from car to s- the current EV, mm. which is the next evolution. Mm. Less, years. It's less than 100 years. Yeah. Uh, sorry, less than 200 years. 120 odd years. Yeah. So, so it gets shorter and shorter and shorter and shorter. Times are almost like the, the, the Moore's Law principle, but not, you know, cars don't follow that principle. 100%. I mean, it's a little bit comp- complicated, but I think planes, for instance, that was, you know, I was having an argument with one of our colleagues about how, like, I, I was telling him that cars are a lot more important than, than planes. Um, and he's like, yeah, but the technology is not as, you know, and I was like, but if you go back a few years ago, you don't really use a plane on a daily basis, um, and people don't like live their lives around just planes. Mm. Um, I think what cars have has been able to do is they've, they've changed how people interact with the world and each other and accessibility to things. I mean, we always talk about why the first car essentially gives people freedom. Um, it offers you an opportunity to f- get a job wherever you want. Mm. Um, it, it gives you an opportunity to change your lifestyle. Um, and I think that's kind of the big difference that, that I, I have against, you know, people who think, you know, rock, I mean, rockets are cool, planes are cool, but I think in terms of everything, cars are, have definitely made the biggest impact, including trucking and logistics. Yeah, I mean, um, it's created freedom. Mm. It's created independence. Mm. Um, it's created the ability to make the world smaller. Mm. You know, besides the internet, that's made the world smaller now. Because you know, with the internet, you need to be able to deliver stuff. Yeah. And cars are critical to that uh, to that chain, mm. to that value chain. So, so, uh, so, so the internet is in the, the the reality of the internet and um, and click to buy or e commerce is made possible. Yeah. Because of vehicles. Yeah, for sure. I think the only thing that's cooler than probably cars, in my opinion, and the internet is telephones. I still. It still blows my mind a little bit how that works. Um, this ability that you can just communicate. Um, but, you know, I think, I think we're in agreement here that it is one of the most, you know, influential moments in human history. So what about cars dying? I don't think cars will die until we get to a point where we can teleport, to be honest. No, no, not our w- cars dying. I mean, what, what about the automobile, automobile industry is dying? Um, I, I don't think the automobile industry is dying per se. I think ownership of cars, consumer cars, is is, is going to reach a close. Um, I think how we interact with cars is, is going to be different in terms of, you know, you won't necessarily own the car and drive it yourself, but mobility is still going to be around. Yeah, I know, but I mean, uh, what's what what segments of the industry are dying? <clears throat> so and uh, you know, like uh, like for instance, most people are buying SUVs nowadays. If I had to look back in the last few years, let's just say ten years, looking at um, the like the roads, um, the car that well, one of the segments that I think is has really de- decreased are like minivans. Um, what is in like your Foxy bus? Yeah, like the I think it's like a, the Concorde and the, the those these little and the Conquest. Sorry, not the Concorde. The Conquest. These little mini vans. They were a lot more popular uh, or wagons um, in some in some parts of the world. Uh-huh. Um, I've seen a lot less of them, um, and I, you know, just looking at some of the numbers, and you know, the, it, it's down. It's it's one of the segments where a lot of OEMs are not making them anymore, just because people just don't want to be in them. I think SUVs have have completely replaced them, um, and I'm not too sad about it. I completely understand why it's happening. Never been a fan, 
But you know, that's definitely one. I mean, what's the description of a minivan? It's like a, almost like a um, panel van. Panel van will be the yeah. Imagine a panel van, but you know, with all the seats inside, like a small taxi. Oh, like the, um, like a venture. Like a venture. Yes, I remember the venture. Yeah, venture. Yes, you're right. A minivan. I get you. So really, like a panel van with seats. A panel van with seats. Oh, uh, we okay. Have a lot no, of you don't see those. I think affordability has been the biggest thing. Excuse me, cars have become a lot more cheaper in terms of one one person can own a car, whereas before it kind of made sense to have a panel van where you can shove everybody inside and you know, take take grandma, mom, the kids, everyone in that one vehicle. Aren't those called minibus taxis? No, no. I mean, on a more not on a, a more on um, like single household ownership. Okay. Yeah, on single household ownership. Most people now just have two cars instead of having one giant car um, that does everything. Yeah. Um, okay, another segment. Or do you or do you think it's just moved to the SUV and the double cab? SUVs still have less seats than uh, panel vans. I think people are still will still want a panel van and maybe a sedan um, or a sports car. Um, whereas before it was like, you know, I, I think. Well, people are having less kids, and that's why. You think that's the case? Well, I mean, if I look at uh, my grandmother, she was one of nine brothers and sisters. Yeah, yeah, she didn't. They, yeah, okay. I mean, in that scenario, <laughs> in that scenario, you'll need something bigger. Yes, sure. you know. So, is it a case that like families don't need multiple seats? You know, five seats are enough. Yeah, but I mean, I think people also just want more vehicles. I mean, we did the we did the, the survey the other day. We saw that a lot of people just prefer to have more than two cars in their household. Yeah, um, it's not a matter of maybe in South Africa it's a thing, but we don't we're not trying to you know kind of force a vehicle to do everything. Mm. Um, we still enjoy the idea of driving. We still enjoy the, the idea of privacy. We still um, want the car to not just be something that takes you from A to B. It's you know, it's, it's a lot more than that. You know, it's, it's sometimes it's expression, sometimes it's this, sometimes it's that, but it's never everything at once. Yeah. Um, and I think minivans was everything at once, and that's kind of why they're not as popular, in my opinion. Another segment that's dying is obviously V8s. I mean, this is a big one. You know, we're seeing M3s and um, and CC3s not using V8s anymore, going straight to V6s or you know, whatever kind of uh, hybrid system um, the OEMs cooking up, and that's a bit sad for me. But I completely understand. I mean, these they, they are better. But isn't it full circle? Because we used to have the time where I don't know if you remember the 1500 or you know 1.5 liter turbo mm. V10 mm. in the I think it was a V10 in the Formula One cars. Mm. And then um, the small turbocharged pocket rockets mm. came about, um, you know. So, you know. So now we're going from muscle cars again to something that's smaller but faster. Mm. It makes sense. Um, a lot of people complain about the sound and that it's not <sighs> as cool. Get off the sound bandwagon, honestly. Know? But what? the cars are better. Like it's it's hard to it's hard it's hard to kind of fight the 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 notion that they they worse. They're not. They're not worse. These cars are better. Um, they're faster. They're faster. They're, they're more efficient. Uh, they're a lot more fun. They drive better. Um, they're lighter. So there's so many things that um, come with change. Um, and muscle cars, unfortunately, is a thing that we're going to have to say goodbye to. Um, because what's replacing them, unfortunately, is slightly better. Um, would I take one over the other? Not necessarily. I think uh, they still have their place. I think VAs are always going to be enthusiast cars. Um, mm. And that's okay, too. Another segment that's dying is midsize cars and, and minivans. I'm not minivans and large sedans. 
thoughts on sedans? Um, obviously, SUVs are now like the big rave. But do yeah. you think sedans are ever going to go anywhere? No. I mean, if you look at my iPace as an example, that is kind of a SUV sedan. Okay. It's not an SUV, but mm. it's not a sedan. Mm. I think the boot is the thing that's going. Okay. Boot not being so so the boot is no longer a single compartment. It's yeah. integrated to the car. Okay. And that's what's going. So when you say that you mean like uh, almost like if you look at a hatchback versus a sedan for instance, I mean you can you have access to the boots, it's kind of part of the it's part of the, the part space. of the cabin. Yeah, it's part of the cabin. Yeah. So there's no there's no barrier yeah. between the back seat and the and the boot you can put the seats down, it makes a bigger carry space, yeah. kind of a little bit more versatile. Um, and I think that's what's happening. It's less about the, the the size of the car and more about what's happening to the boot of a car. I think you open up a very interesting conversation there. Maybe it's just cars are changing shape. Well, maybe people altogether. prefer not having this compartment in the back. Yeah, you don't have to, right? But I, I mean, if you look at cars ten years, you get ago, stuck in there. You can't get this, out. It was a part that kind of where the mafia puts the people inside and they they locked in there. <laughs> like, that, was, that. that was kind of the shape that. You know, when you ask a child to draw a car, that was the shape they drew. Mm. Um, I'd be interested to see what, what it is now. I bet you it's an SUV. Well, no. I mean, of course it's an SUV. But, 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 but I think the point is, is, the, is the integration of the boot into the cabin of the car. Yeah. I'm not the, a fan of that. Let me just put that out there. Why? It's practical. It's safe. safe? Yeah. What makes it less safe? Your luggage can fly out and, and knock you in the face. No, but if the seats are up, you still got the barrier. Sometimes. Yeah, I mean, <laughs> maybe I'm just uh, I'm just fighting this too much. Um, <laughs> but you know, I think sedans. I think large sedans are dying um, for sure. Sedans, on the other hand, I think they're going to be around for a while. I'd like to say the boots dying. We need to put our stuff somewhere, <laughs> so don't make it too small. I think is I think people still want that space. Mm. Maybe that the smaller boots is dying. Maybe it's a size thing in terms of how much like stuff you can put inside. Could be one of those. Um, and then the last one I want to kind of end off with is um, this idea that affordable cars are dying. <laughs> um, I've, I've, I've done a lot of research on this, and I just wanted to take, get your take on this, this idea that cars are unaffordable and that affordable cars are a thing of the past. Do you have any thoughts on it, perhaps? What about the Suzuki Preza? Mm. Um, you know, what is the price of that? That's the cheapest car in South Africa, I believe. Mm. Um, yeah, I think that's like 180,000. 192,000. Mm. I mean, in the grand scheme of things, that's a cheap car. It is. You know, it's, uh, it's like 10,000, 12,000 US dollars. Yeah. So I did a little bit of research into this because... That's one of the things that we get asked about the most on Ask Auto Trade. And a lot of people are always saying that cars are getting more expensive. So I did a little bit of digging to see if that's the case. Um, on average, globally, if you look at the price of cars and you account for inflation, cars are actually getting cheaper. Um, what's changing is how cars are being packaged. So I'm saying base model cars inherently, like the cheapest car that you can get in terms of base, that is still getting cheaper. Um, but how it's packaged down, I think that's how they get you. Is usually if you want to get, get a better, you. that's how they get you. If you want a better trim, usually they bundle these little packages together, so it's like 
a really, really nice car. Mm. And bass is not bass anymore. Let's be honest. I mean, well, we spoke last week or the week before about uh, about extras you know, and the production line being inefficient yeah. by adding on extras for a single customer. Yeah, exactly. You know, so maybe that's where the OEMs are going. Yeah. Um, will that make it cheaper though? I'm, I'm not too sure. But in terms of, we'll go watch that episode. For sure. Yeah, that was, that was one of the fun ones. Um, but in terms of cars getting cheaper, I don't think. I don't think cars are getting more expensive. I think. Well, I think, as you mentioned, the, 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 at the rate of inflation, the rate of the rise of interest rates, um, and then the, the, the increases in prices of cars, particularly used cars. I mean, used cars increased in price over the last two or three years um, um, mm. uh, in an unprecedented way. Mm. But that's changing now again, and, and it goes in cycles. The, and that was a result of you know other factors, right? So it wasn't mm. like the cars were just getting expensive. It was just parts of was part of demand. Demand was up. Exactly. You know, demand was up for used cars. So, so therefore, that's a, that's a recipe for the economic model in terms of price, demand, and supply. Yeah, 100%. But, I mean, we have the industry report that's going to be coming out, I think, in a few weeks' time. So we're going to see some of those numbers come out nicely, and we'll, we'll unpack that in, in, in the next few shows to see exactly how things have changed um, in terms of, you know, if that's the case or not. I mean, this is just my, my theory, right? Mm. Um, but we, we shall see. We shall see what happens. Um, and yeah, that was, that, that's pretty much all the segments which I think are dying. Um, ultimately, minivans, they dead. Let's be honest. Um, inside cars. You know, you know, one thing I'm not seeing anymore either Yeah. Um, is the half-ton bucky. Like the NP200. Like the NP200. You used to have the uh, Datsun and then became the Nissan. The little. Um, I don't think they're necessary. You are. Because there's the the single cab. But that's long wheelbase. Yeah. Look, if you have a small business, I think the, that's why they. You know, the MP200 is still one of the, the best selling cars in South Africa because of. Because of what it is, people love it, right? But that's why I say, the, the, you know. <laughs> so, so maybe I'm wrong. There's an argument to say that we need more of them, but there isn't. <laughs> yeah. Okay. You know, Nissan took it out of the market. Um, uh, that that uh, that. That was all, no, 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 the, no, no, the the one before it. I know exactly somewhere. Yeah, mm, used to be the Datsun. I can't yeah. remember his name now. Yeah. Um, but anyway, that was a that was an awesome little car. Yeah. Um, but the NP two hundred is the only one left. Yeah. yeah. Out of uh, out of everybody, I mean, VW doesn't make a Bucky anymore. I mean, they make Amarok, but I mean, no, I'm talking about a like a low, like a, like a, yeah, little oh, yeah. half ton Bucky. Yeah, they don't not anymore. No. VW does. They used to. They used to have the same shape as the City Golf. Yeah. Just in a Bucky form. Yeah. Um, I've seen Jeep. Jeep Wrangler's got a bucky, which looks ugly. I'm actually a fan. I'm a fan of it. Um, not the way it looks, but it, I mean, I understand it. It's a bu- if you're buying a Jeep, I don't think you're buying um, necessarily like, I think you're, you're buying more than just a car. Uh, if you're buying a Jeep, I think you're, you're buying a, um, a passion. You're buying, a, like a you're buying into a brand. Yeah, for you sure. Know, there's a, there's a thir- certain thing about, it's like wearing a particular brand of watch. Yeah. One watch can tell the time just as the next, but what is the next one? As a matter of fact, they're all inaccurate. Because, you know, your, your phone as well is always going to be the best watch in the world. Oh, yeah, that's digital. <laughs> um, but the analog watches are all inaccurate. So, yeah. you know, 100,000 Rand watch versus a 5,000 Rand watch is still going to do the same thing tell the time. Yeah. So, Jeep is the same. 100%. Um, and that's pretty much all the time we have for today. Uh, but thank you for much, so much for joining me, George. We'll see you guys next week. Yes, go Lando. No rice. <laughs>
search Orchard Trader. <laughs>